welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, APPA's News Director. Joining us on this episode is Brian Alonzo, Chief Meteorologist for CPS Energy in San Antonio. Brian, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Sure thing. So, um, Brian, um, one, the thing that spurred my interest in interviewing you is I came across some some local news coverage of your um, you're joining CPS and you're the first meteorologist I've actually interviewed for the podcast. So I just want to give our lis- listeners a little context uh, on, on the interview. Um, so just to kind of get things started in, in 2022, you were named the utility's first chief meteorologist. Can you talk about your career prior to joining the utility and talk about the transition to the world of electric utilities in terms of how that's been for you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, San Antonio, this is where we're at. And again, I work the chief meteorologist for CPS Energy. Uh, San Antonio is home for me. This is my hometown. This is where I grew up. And, uh, uh, you know, and this was an opportunity that I just could not pass up. But prior to joining CPS Energy, I spent 16 years in the broadcast television industry. And I worked in uh, several cities from here in San Antonio Uh, Oklahoma City, uh, Tyler, Texas, and most recently in Victoria, Texas. You know, the one thing that I did find was that, you know, a new challenge is always something good. And, uh, you know, CPS Energy offered that challenge. And of course, to come back home, I thought it was fantastic. But yes, uh, you know, the one thing is, is that, uh, you know, I think what what helped me with uh, messaging with CPS Energy is my television background, because I can get on TV and talk about you know what's going on and throw in some good information but also at the same time not make it too technical because that's kind of important you got to make sure that when you uh, relay messages you don't throw in a whole lot of meteorological terminology to where it goes over people's heads you just got to kind of give them the facts and the basic meat and potatoes of what what, what could be happening uh, so that's what I do here with CPS energy and and the one thing is now that uh, to answer the second part of your question is uh, the one thing that I found is, uh, you know, there has been a little bit of a transition, you know, from television to to energy. So it's, uh, you know, acronyms that I'm trying to kind of get out of my mind. For example, uh, ERCOT, our uh, energy uh, our grid provider here and manager, you know, they sent out something earlier today called the Seasonal Assessment of Resource Adequacy, uh, Sarah. And when I think of Sarah, I think back in my TV brain uh, to the uh, San Antonio River Authority. So (laughs) it's kind of learning these different acronyms here that's been a little bit of a challenge. But at the same time, some of the other challenges is learning power generation, power transmission, and all everything that is involved here at CPS Energy. But I got to be quite honest, one of the things is that, uh, you know, I wanted to mention is when I was brought on board, I got a chance to meet with all of the executive leadership and all of them told me exactly what they do. And uh, so I know that there's just a whole lot of resources available for me if I ever have any questions. Yeah, I can I can vouch for the idea that the energy world is full of acronyms. So <laughs> fortunately, that's not going to go away. Um, but um, yeah, so just transitioning in terms of, of your your responsibilities at the utility, wanted to get get some comment from you in terms of your day to day responsibilities, and and I'm assuming you have some long term planning as part of your your responsibility portfolio. Yes, and you know that when I was hired, this is this position is what they told me was ad hoc to where. Yes, they want some forecasting, but then they also want to look at some long-term information. But they also told me, hey, we might throw some other things uh, in your direction. I'm like, okay, all right, mm-hmm. it sounds good. Um, so for my day-to-day operations here at CPS Energy, uh, every morning uh, I get in and start putting a forecast together 
a short-term and even a, a long-term forecast. And long-term forecast, I go about a seven-day forecast here. Uh, and then I have uh, on my morning uh, call with the energy supply and market operations because that's the, the department that I work in. And so I give everybody a heads up, hey, this is what I'm expecting over the next couple of days. Hey, we got some fronts moving on through, could give us a chance for shower and storms, create some extra cloud cover. You know, maybe a, a dip in temperatures. Uh, so I'm always informing them of that. And at the same time, maybe the potential of some severe weather. So anything that's out of the ordinary, I make sure I alert them on that. And then not only am I looking at San Antonio, I'm looking at some of our other big sites uh, where power generation is going on, especially in Dallas and the Houston market. So I'll do a brief forecast for those folks as well. And and something that, and I keep a close eye on what's happening across the state of Texas because we do have some solar generation, especially uh, out near the Abilene area. So if solar really uh, affects that uh, as well as wind, you know, so that's something I, that I uh, also will mention on those morning calls. But then later on uh, in, in the next hour at eight o'clock, I have a call with the executive leadership and I give them a little bit of a brief forecast there as well of letting them know what's going on. And at the same time, these are, you know, it's a leadership call with all the different departments. And so everybody is, uh, is in the know of what's going on. And like I said, if I see something down the road, maybe some severe weather, then I'll mention it at, at that time. So day-to-day -day forecasting and Every week on Mondays, I send out a forecast to our stakeholders and let them know, hey, this is what I'm also looking at over the next seven days that may not be on these uh, calls so that they're aware of what's going on uh, uh, as we go into the future. And once we're, pretty much all that's done, you know, we'll handle, uh, you know, some uh, any other information that other departments need. You know, every once in a while, there'd be other departments that will need some statistics, looking at some uh, historical data uh, for analytical purposes. So I'll give them some information there. For example, uh, even like today, I've got an email from my energy delivery services team and they're like, hey, you know, Brian, you know, we got this front coming through, could give us some shower storms that you mentioned. Can you give us more of a specific timing? So right after I finish with this, uh, I'm going to go answer their question and and uh, and and give them some more of a, a heads up and more uh, details on what I'm expecting. So I help them out in that aspect. And at the same time, I'm still working with other departments as well uh, with any forecast needs. I also look at what's happening seasonally. We're about to have discussions in ESMO about what we're going to be expecting for our spring and summer outlook. So I will start working on presentations for that. I have some of those set up next week. And so that's pretty much what I do on that end. But then, of course, part of the other things with my duties, I also work with our corporate communications uh, department. So whenever there is maybe an opportunity for me to help out with special messaging. Uh, if something is on on the way here, with whether it be winter weather or severe weather, then I'll work with them and get some special messaging out to our customers. At the same time, I've uh, now started to take more volunteering roles here. Last week, I did Read Across America, went to uh, mm -hmm. one of the elementary schools and uh, read a book to some students. So yeah, it, it's, it's been just a fantastic job and a lot of things been going on. And I feel like it's never a dull moment here uh, at CPS Energy because there's always something going on. So and just kind of drilling down a little further in terms of, of your, your your responsibilities, wanted to know uh, if you, we, could, we could talk about uh, this winter and, and your role as a meteorologist for CPS Energy in terms of uh, helping the utility prepare for, for events that involve inclement weather. Yes. So, you know, when I was hired, I was hired almost toward the end of the summer. And mm -hmm. of course, we had uh, a very uh, we had a record setting summer here in San Antonio where we had 58 days of triple digit weather. We were one day uh, shy of actually tying the record of mm -hmm. uh, 59 days. 
And so, uh, you know, the one thing was I, I was still quickly learning, you know, how CPS Energy operates and what exactly the information that they needed. But, uh, you know, that all of that at that time frame kind of gave me an idea. OK, this is what happening in the summer. This is what I need to focus in on the winter. And uh, we did have a couple of uh, active winter weather events, especially right towards Christmas, where we actually did have some really cold temperatures uh, here in San Antonio, where we did get uh, uh right before Christmas, uh, 16 degrees. And that's that's pretty cold for, for San Antonio. But prior to that, I did see that that uh, cold snap was on the way. And it just so happened that my uh, my managers were like, hey, Brian, you know what? We got our board meeting coming up. Let, can you do a little presentation for our board of trustees? I said, absolutely. So I you know did a special you know uh, presentation on, hey, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm expecting temperature-wise. And I said, you know, one day, I think we're not going to get even out of the 30s, I said, uh, and so, uh, you know, this is where we, we got some cold weather on the way. So I'm not only informing, you know, our board of trustees, I'm forwarding, uh, informing everybody in our stakeholders with all of our different departments. So, you know, that's just trying to give them a, as much heads up as I could. We, we did see that event coming about seven days out. Then we recently had another event uh, toward the latter half of January and the beginning part of February. Now, this one, didn't have as cold air, but it did actually have ice with it. And of course, freezing rain here in South Texas is something that we're not used to. And this one was a little bit of a tricky forecast because, you know, our long range models do not handle cold air and, and precipitation very well. Uh, and it's not until our medium range models start kind of getting into view where my confidence starts uh, going up. And that's when, and, and I, I, you know, that's the only thing that with these computer models, you know, there's not a whole lot of lead time that you get. Um, but uh, in, in this instance, I informed my managers on a on a Saturday evening. I said, hey, I'm seeing something coming. You know, this is, you know, just be aware of this because we had some plants in uh, an outage in a maintenance outage. And and so we, we quickly brought those back online. But at the same time, the next day, I immediately emailed you know, all of our stakeholders, including our CEO, saying, hey, I'm seeing potential for freezing rain starting to move into uh, the Hill Country. And the Hill Country is uh, essentially in between uh, San Antonio and San Angelo. It's part of the Edwards Plateau. And uh, and there's an elevation change there. So that's why temperatures get a little bit colder there than they do in, let's say, downtown San Antonio. So with the, the further north you go, you got a little bit more colder air. And I, I did see that mixing in with some freezing rain. And of course, uh, if you were following the news, Austin got severely hammered with a whole lot of freezing rain uh, and they had to deal with a whole lot of power outages. Now, as far as for us in uh, San Antonio, we just had a little bit of, of some ice in our northern parts of, our, of the county and, of course, did bring some trees down. We did have some power outages, but, you know, had that uh, ice moved a little bit further south, that could have been a little bit more devastating to San Antonio. But that at that point, this is where I'm keeping everybody informed of all the changes that are going on. Thanks, Brian. Um, so, so for my final question, I wanted to, to zoom out a little bit in, in terms of, you know, if you're a public power utility general manager, CEO, who's thinking about hiring a full-time meteorologist, perhaps after listening to this, this podcast episode, what would you say to that person in terms of the benefits that would flow from bringing on a meteorologist at the utility? You know, I hope they, I don't think they're going to mind me saying this, but, uh, you know, when I was uh, going through the interview process, I finished by saying, something that I that I really truly believe. And I said, I am I said, if you don't hire me, I'm just glad that you're actually looking for a meteorologist. I said, because weather is changing. We're starting to see more extremes thanks to climate change. And I said, you need somebody here 
that can answer your questions in you know moments notice and keep you informed of all the changes because weather does change uh you know it changes daily it changes hourly you know and and it's so you need somebody on staff and this is not and and it's not like you can go out and watch the five six or ten newscasts from a local broadcaster uh, and get all the information that you need you need to have someone here you know within in-house that can help you and answer your questions and i feel like i'm doing that here at cps energy because any department that needs information, I'm I'm able to give it to them in a in a timely fashion so that I can help them out and so they can plan accordingly. Okay, Brian. Well, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to uh, to speak with us. I, I can tell, obviously, from our conversation, you you got a full plate um, uh, in your daily schedule. So we can't thank you enough for for participating. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for asking me uh, to participate. Sure thing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Public Power Now, which is produced by Julio Guerrero, graphic and digital designer at APPA. I'm Paul Champoli. We'll be back next week with more from the world of public power.